Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. We have a nice show planned for today. This is something that I actually have been going through. And um, as usual, you know, you guys live my life without really even knowing it. (laughs) Because every time I think of something for a show, I'm like, huh, let's see, what have I been going through? I'm like, okay, here we go. So this this show this week is pretty easy because uh, I got on to the other side of a major situation and drama that had been plaguing me for months and months and months and months. And none of my magic was working, and I was just a mess. And now it's all over, and I'm very excited. And I learned so much from that process, and I was just reminded of so many things that um, when you get to a certain level of success, you sometimes forget how it felt when you went through, like, the jam situations. And now that I went through another jam situation, it kind of re... um, it reconnected me to my level of empathy for everybody else who goes through that too. And not that I didn't have empathy, but, you know, you kind of get far from it. And so when you're about to make a huge leap forward, huge leap forward, you're a lot of times, especially when you're, um, you know, kind of a light leader, like most of you who are listening to are on the call, um, you get kind of recycled through lessons right before you're about to make a huge leap forward. You get recycled. And it almost feels like, what? How could this possibly be happening? I went through this 10 years ago. I went through this 20 years ago. I went through this, you know, in the past. I, but I, and I fixed it and I solved it and I did therapy and I did whatever. And now it's back and are you kidding me? And this can't be happening. And so it, it's interesting because now this, this time around, though, it's kind of like you think you have hindsight and hindsight really in the solutions you work, used before don't work in the current, I'll talk to you about why that happens. And then you also realize that you're seeing, even though you're going through what looks like a similar situation, you're seeing it with a different set of eyes because you're wiser, you're older, you're more experienced. And so that's why I titled the show, Is It a Breaking Point or a Turning Point that you might be going through? Is it a breaking point or a turning point? And you get to choose how you identify what it is you're going through. I'm going to talk about that um, as well because that's a very big point of power. Your point, your biggest point of power is in your choice of how you look at things, how you choose to label what you're going in in your world and how you choose to participate in whatever situation that you're in as well. So let's just do a little bit of housekeeping and then we're going to get on with our topic, and we will be doing some questions later on. If you'd like to call in and get into the queue to ask a question, you can at 347 
385. Okay, so this week, if you've been feeling really stressy over the last few weeks, it's because we've been in a Mercury in retrograde for three weeks now. And it ends on Thursday, on the 11th, June 11th. Thank God. Um, it's funny because normally uh, <clears throat> I do a whole show about Mercury in retrograde and I always, you know, warn people and I start talking to people before, you know, well before it starts and prepare and do this and that. And this time I decided not to do that. I decided not to mention it. I decided not to focus on it. I decided not to give it any power. I decided not to set people up to feel like, you know, the sky is falling or this dooming and damning three-week period of Mercury retrograde. And I wanted to see if it made a difference in how my life, you know, not flow through the retrograde period and how other people flow through the retrograde period. I'm not sure how much of a difference it made. It's interesting. I asked on Facebook how people working retrograde went and sound like it well holy hell broke for everybody. So um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if not announcing it was a better idea. It felt better to me because I really um have learned, especially in this last stint that I've been through, that predictions, um astrology uh, all these things, even numerology, all these things that we kind of have these charts on are not set in stone. And so they were certainly useful prior to this new energetic grid and all this multidimensional access we have now to all of our parallel selves and all these different things that we have, these much higher levels of consciousness. But all of these predictive things, they're wonderful blueprints and they're wonderful kind of basic operating manuals, if you will, basic recipes for our lives and for, you know, our individual lives and our lives collectively. Um, But they're not set in stone. And at the end of the day, whatever you put your focus on is what creates. So if you have uh, astrology charts or numerology charts or whatever these things are, and you feel like you're attached to them and that your life has to kind of follow the path that they've said and that there's nothing you can do. That's absolutely not true. And in fact, um, you now more than ever before, because now we have the grid to support it, energetic grid has been so upgraded and it continues to just like, and we have a lot of other interplanetary energies coming in. There's a whole lot of stuff going on that's making things so fluid. Okay, nothing is set in stone. No, I don't care Nostradamus. I don't care whatever predictions you've got. Nothing is set in stone unless you choose it to be. So if if you go to a, a psychic or you come to you know any kind of reading and somebody predicts something for you, they're just predicting what's in your current you know energy field. What's the most dominant set of thought forms in your current energy field at this time? It really has nothing to do with you know some sort of predestined configuration of your life. It has to do with what your dominant thought forms are at this moment, what your dominant thought forms have been leading up to this moment. It's usually you kind of grip down into some habitual sort of thought forms that you think over and over again. Like I call them your your mental screensavers. You know, where do you idle? You know, what, what do you idle on? Do you idle on aggravated and then sometimes spike to happy? Do you idle on 
super happy and then sometimes, you know, fall to sadness? Do you idle on pessimism? Do you idle on sarcasm? Do you idle on criticism? Do you idle on, you know, worst case scenarios? Is that how you kind of manage your world? Or do you idle on victim being, do you idle on victim being a victim? You know, kind of being at the mercy of the government, at the mercy of the economy, at the mercy of each other, your family, your husband, your wife, your job situation, your, you know, your boss, corporate politics. Where do you idle? Whatever you idle on, which means whatever thoughts you chew on the most, the things that you kind of find kind of going over and 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 over in your head, that's what you're pumping out to the energetic grid and that's what's going to show up. So one of the things that I've seen, um, my mom's a psychotherapist, actually. She's a psychoanalytic psychotherapist and a very well-decorated, very well-celebrated award did psychotherapist. And so I grew up in a household where you were supposed to emote and you were supposed to talk about your your emotions and you're supposed to analyze all the past things and tease out and try to, you know, understand and and mentally uh, understand what happened to you in the past. So hopefully you would get to the future and be better. And um, there's a certain place for that, for sure. But what it really does, if you wallow and wallow and wallow in the past and in the, you know, constant analysis of something you really can't change because it's done, um, it solidifies the thought form. So if we skip from, you know, this mental, emotional, energetic, and physical, right? We, we want to always look at our lives in all four categories, mental, emotional, energe- physical, and energetic. You can interchange them however you want, but I mean, put them in whatever order you want. But if we're looking at our world through mental analysis all the time, then what is that doing to us energetically? Energet- mentally, it's keeping us, our minds busy. So that feels purposeful. We're rewarded for being busy. Oh, she's so busy. Oh, she's so tired. Oh, she's so busy. Oh, she's so tired. And our society kind of rewards the busy and the tired ones, you know, with, with oh, she's worked so hard and she's so tired, you know. Opposed to she hardly worked at all, she created it. And how cool is that? Oh, she gets something for nothing. No, that's really actually not the case. It's actually just working smarter. So if we focus only on the mental mind, the mental analysis, the judgments, the criticisms, the categorizing, the pros and cons, the comparisons, the competitions, the comparing, competing with others. Oh, look, look, her daughter did made it into that college um, and it took her three SAT scores to get in there, but my daughter only took one, you know, that kind of thing. The comparing and competing, um, what, you, what you're solidifying in your field, your energy field, is the types of people who are going to compare and compete with you. And then you say, oh, well, I don't understand why, you know, this one is always saying this to me and that to me, and this, what are you saying to yourself? So very important that when you look at what you're doing in your mental um, category, your mental mind, to understand how that impacts your energetic field. Of all four categories, mental, emotional, physical, and energetic, the most powerful and the most um, potent. 
I can tell you that most people would think it's their physical world because that's their, quote, reality. The other stuff might be, you know, <clears throat> as not as important as their physical, quote, reality. But it's actually the other way around. The energetic part is the most impactful, powerful part of all of it. And it's the place where true change is created. Now, the way that your mental mind can marry and French kiss your your energy is by you allowing your energy to, by you understanding what your energy does and by you making choices with your mental mind to focus on that energetic effects of things. So when we look at our lives, um, is it a breaking point or is it a turning point? It's 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 an important distinction, and it can change everything of how that situation turns out. So you're going down the path, and a lot of times what happens is we hit what we call uh, a dark night of the soul. A dark night of the soul is when you have um, several collapses in several categories of your life. So I say your life categories include your health, your money, finances, your career, your family, your relationships. Now, of course, there's many, you know, there's other splinters in there, other categories, but those are the basics that I'll talk about now. Most of the time, we have one category in our life that pretty much is pretty well stable, pretty all the time. Some people, they just get it right with finances. We don't have financial issues, really fiscally, you know, in a good place. Um, they just don't never run, you know, never run out of money. They don't run aground a at all. Um, other people have really, really good health. Like for me, my health is always, knock on wood, you know, stable. I never get sick. Never had a surgery. You know, not, just, just, I never, I just don't get sick. I just don't do it. I don't get the flu. I've never had a flu shot. You know, I know I I just I'm just really really have a good solid immune system and a good other people you know they their relationships they're partnering they have they meet their life partner in their late teens or twenties or whatever and they're with that person through death like they just had they just nailed it with the relationship area but most of the time so we have our anchor category or categories. And then we have the ones that are our chronic issues, the ones where we just constantly, no matter how hard we try, we can't get it right. Some people, it's finances. No matter how hard they try, they just are always running broke, always running in debt, always just, just can't seem to get on their feet, you know, just wheels spinning out. So other people, it's a relationship, it's a revolving door. I have a lot of people in my practice who, who talk to me about their, their relationships and they, and they, you know, they just over and over and over and they just keep going through the same rounds with, with these people and the same, it seems like the same person keeps showing up in their lives and it's just, you know, round after round after round. Um, and that relationship category is where their biggest lessons are, are learned or are the, the potential for the biggest lessons to be learned. When we have um, a collapse, in two or more life categories at the same time, most of the time it's three or more. It's called the dark night of the soul. 
And that's when it just feels like everything, there's something going on in every category, something going on in relationship, in health, in your finances, in your career, in family. And, you know, just when you thought you could, you know, you've landed in a great place, all of a sudden all holy hell breaks loose and boom, 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 like dominoes, it collapses. And to be honest, that happened to me once I moved to California. I am amazed. I'm here almost a year now. I'll be a year next month. And throughout the year, yeah, you know, it's great. Sunsets and hummingbirds and, you know, sailboats and oceans and happy hours and all kinds of California things are great. But behind the scenes, you know, I'm going through a huge growth spurt, going ready to go on an international level of what I do. And my book is about to be published, and the publishers have gone crazy with it. Just had a big photo shoot last week. They're sending them all these TV interviews. They're really gearing up to put a tremendous amount of marketing thrust behind and publicity thrust behind my project. And even my agent, who's been in the business for 20 years, is saying she's never seen anything like what they're doing for me, you know, short of Wayne Dyer, who she launched or Marianne Williamson, who she launched, or Doreen Virtue, who she launched. She's never seen, she says that she just hasn't seen this kind of push, especially from an industry that doesn't have budgets anymore and are getting, you know, eaten alive. And so this project is taking on a life of its own. And so, but what I went through in the last year, as this is, you know, as this is configuring behind the scenes, has been an insane ride. Oh my God! There's not been one life category that has not been, you know, had had some sort of major upheaval, whether it was finances or or family, my family members and I, relationship, um, you know, just even my health. Even my health. This is the first year I got this bed, got this memory foam bed. Oh, my God, what a disaster. What a disaster. Never, ever, 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 ever buy a memory foam bed. That's the brand name of the, uh, what is it? What is that place? Ortho Mattress is where I got it from. And don't ever buy their their house brand because it sucks. And it really sprained my back. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was waking up crippled. And I'd never been in that kind of pain. I was going to a bottle of Advil every, you know, eight days. Had never ever dealt with chronic pain. Had never ever dealt with like being doubled over and having to two foot down the stairs and all kinds of stuff. So barely walk on the beach. Sometimes I just have to sit in the car. I was in so much pain. <clears throat> I remember my personal trainer came over to the house and she starts to ask me to like do push ups or something, and I just laid down on my belly, put my head on the floor, and just sobbed because I was in OMG, what's wrong with you? You know. So I literally was going through this really really hard time in every last category. I'm not used to that. You know, I might have some blips in certain areas, but I wasn't having, like, collapse in all of them. And it was really, and I was like, how could this be happening, you know? Saying this to my friend, and he, I was like, how could this be happening that I come and I make it? You know, this is supposed to be my year of success. I've made it to California. This is a big move. I've done all the, you know, I'm living the dream. And it's like, I'm living the nightmare from hell, but it really wasn't. What it was is a cleanse, and that's the point that I'm getting to, is that, you know, it seemed like a breaking point. I mean, there was times I said, oh, do I need to go back to New Jersey? Do I have to go home? You know, like, what do I do? And I was like, 
first of all, home is here now, so if that would be, I know, I'm already home. And second of all, it was really a cleansing period. It forced me to look back over everything I had done in the past. It forced me to get really in tune with my body. It forced me to have to be assertive. It forced me, at one point, to ask for and for help from friends, from family, from, you know, <clears throat> and it forced me to really see who your friends are and who your friends are not. And how people, you know, they kind of have you in a category in their head. Like, Mari's the one with all the answers. Mari's the wise and Mari's the one who's successful. Mari's the So Mari can't possibly have to have any kind of life collapse because if she has a life collapse, that means I can't believe in anything she says. So I'm just going to leave her alone until she figures this out. Well, just go away. She'll figure it out. So when she does, she can be back in the pedestal without having her and so it is a lonely place to be in all that crisis, and people don't really want to know that you're having a crisis because you're supposed to be their hero, you know. So there is a lot of pressure. And I'm being very candid and open with you guys because I don't want to ever set you up to think that success or the pursuit of success is an easy straight line and an easy road, you know. And, that, and if you are on a path, um, which I hope you all are, of going for your biggest dreams and really going for the things that you desire the most in your world. Not what other people want for you, but what you want for yourself. And you're willing to be that vulnerable and that you know, raw and candid and transparent and all those weird, you know, all those words that all the personal development people like to use. And if you're going to go through that, that you know that it's normal to have things break down. Why were things breaking down? Why? Why do you think that? If you're here with me in person, I'd be looking for you to raise your hands now. Why do you think that? Well, the reason why things break down to that level is because I was asking for even more. And what happens when you ask for more? What happens is everything that stands in the way of you getting more goes away. It collapses. It gets pushed. It gets pushed so that it can shift, so that it can support the new growth that you're dis- you're asking for. It would be like, um, you know, here in La Jolla, there's, there's these wonderful little bungalow houses, and there's these magnificent mansions. You know, they're all kind of all on top of each other here. And in certain neighborhoods, you know, everybody wants the view of the cove and the coast and all this other stuff, mountains and whatever. Now, there are certain houses that are torn down. And Somebody comes in with a lot of money. Most of the time, these people with all the money are investors hoping to make a big killing, but still, they decide to tear down a little bungalow and build, you know, some big, huge thing. Well, if they're going to build a big, huge thing, the first thing they have to do is demo. They have to demo out the old house. The old house could be really cute, you know, very functional, really cute. Very quirky character, all those words that you like to use when it comes to, you know, houses. The lot is clearly wonderful because if the lot wasn't wonderful, they wouldn't want to build it in the first place. The view is usually pretty off the charts because they wouldn't want to build on it in the first place if the view wasn't off the charts. But they still have to rip down what was there before, even if they're leaving up the one wall so it's considered a remodel instead of a, a tear down or whatever. But they still have to dismantle something and put in a completely different foundation for two reasons. One one is that we have earthquakes here. So 
there's all these new codes, right? So they have to kind of redo the foundations of the house. And then two, they're going to build a much bigger house. So one is for safety and structure and hard time. The other is so that it literally can support what we're going to build up on top of it. And the other is to reconfigure the floor space so that it's functional, efficient, runs well, that the pipes are organized, that the wiring is organized. Have you ever been in an old house and you see go into the – I've looked at a lot of houses because I love real estate, but you open up the breaker box and you see all these wires all over the place because <laughs> it's totally disorganized. You know, in these new houses, they organize everything. Everything is labeled beautiful. You know, you, you know. Uh, I forget it. I can go off on that. That's a long tangent. But the point is that they still have to break down what was there before, you know, even if it, and build up on it. So that's what was happening to me. Is you know, I landed in you know, in you know, Oz, <laughs> and I still had to. What I didn't realize was that if once I actually once I landed in California, everything was going to be perfect, and I, not so much. I landed in California, and it was like being a senior in high school last year when I was leaving New Jersey and going back to being a freshman here. You never get expected. You never expect when you're going into college freshman year to be hazed by all the sophomores and juniors and seniors, right? You expect to go and you, just from being valedictorian, the prom queen or whatever, and now you end up in a new school and it's like, uh, you know, it's a disaster. Everybody's beating on you and giving you a hard time because you're the new kid on the block. Well, that's kind of what life took for me this year. And it's interesting because when you have a breaking point like that, it feels like almost like you're being punished. I can't tell you how much I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm supposed to still work through this. I'm supposed to fire people and do readings and run shows and produce this and do this project and write the second book. And, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And what it was really doing was it was showing me, one, a life review of where I'd been, two, reestablishing my level of empathy for other people who will be following, you know, my footsteps, three, uh, Help me get very clear on what I really, 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 really desire. Four, cleaning and clearing out anything that gets in the way. I can't tell you how different my friends are now. It's a totally different set of friends. Um, could really evaluate certain friendships and say, wow, you know, that just wasn't serving either of us. Um, really put my relationship to the test and to see where that, you know, fared, you know, panned out. And um, that, you know, that's showing itself in a much nicer way. It 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 really forced me to look at my health and say, okay, you know, get a different bed, got a different bed, back is healed, back in track, like trainers coming, everything, we're, in, we're back on the saddle with that. And, you know, and then it forced me to start to look forward towards what's next. So we did the photo shoot and we have, you know, taking these kind of more risky kinds of things, doing these bigger things, you know, TV and all that's a bigger deal. So that breaking point that I thought I was going through is actually a turning point. It was actually a turning point where we're demoing out the old house and building the new. And when you're going through this in your own life, you can have like subsets of this where it's just like in a relationship category or in your finance category or in your career category. But when you're going for your big dreams, your big goals, your overall I'm going to change my life now kind of goal, don't get discouraged when things collapse and don't misidentify it 
as a breaking point, that you should turn around, that you should go the other way, that you should think smaller. You know, I get down and people say, maybe you think too big, fine. Maybe you should just slow down and not do so much. And I had one wonderful guy tell me, maybe you should go forward even faster. <laughs> maybe you should leap forward even faster. And he happens to be the most successful person I know. So I followed his advice and started to say, well, you know what, maybe I need to add stuff to the schedule. Maybe I need to really be willing to let go of the stuff that's just not working and really, you know, throw down the gauntlet and run forward with the stuff that's important, you know, stuff that really means something to me and adding more in. And once I started doing that, things started to come together. So now we're on the other side of all that. Um, For you, there's a couple of tools I want to give you, and then we're going to take a break, and then we'll get start get to reading. I see a lot of you are calling in, and I'm very excited to see that. Um, so tool number one, uh, one of my friends said to me, Mari, uh, why are you choosing, how did he say this? Why are you choosing to make this an almost, impossible to solve situation? Why are you choosing to make the situation something that's almost impossible to solve? And what he was referring to is that I wasn't receiving any help. I wouldn't, even though he was offering help and other people were offering help, I was like, no, no, you know, I'm independent. I can't, no, no. And I wasn't willing to receive it because I didn't, you know, pride or whatever. And I was. I was painting my, and I had another friend say, you're painting yourself into a corner. You've got to, it's got to be only your way, only your way. And sometimes when you're in those kind of situations where everything is collapsing around you, because you're judging yourself and judging where you thought you should be and judging, you know, what you think other people will think or whatever, you do paint yourself into a corner. So it's important to say, am I making a choice here that is, making this an impossible-to-solve situation? Am I willing to receive help from other people? Am I willing to receive new ideas? Am I willing to make a shift that maybe isn't top of my desire list, but when I do that, it changes everything? And I, you know, I actually did. And, and all of a sudden, it was like, whoosh, the whole thing went away. Everything. The whole, the whole life collapse stopped. Every, it just whoosh, it dissolved. When I made that one choice to say, "Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do this," and I let myself out of the corner. Okay, so you want to ask yourself that. You also um, there's a a fun a fun saying that I say: go out to the beach, and you can do this in the park or whatever, or even on your treadmill if you go to the gym, or you can walk the hallways in your house. Okay. I like to do this as a walking meditation. I know we talked about walking meditations, I think, last week or the week before. And I always say, what must I be, know, receive, and perceive to shift this situation? X, Y, Z, you can fill in your own blank. What must I be, know, receive, and perceive to be on the other side of this? Now, that particular sentence, that particular question has always, I mean, I've been using that for five, six years now, has always unlocked solutions. So, you know, it could be what must I be, know, receive, and perceive to find the perfect diet for my body. It could be what must I be, know, receive, and perceive to receive a money miracle today. What must I be, know, receive, and perceive 
to um, get along with my boyfriend better? What must they be, know, receive, and perceive to get over the ex-boyfriend, you know? Whatever that is. And it what it does, instead of saying, how do I solve this? How do I solve this? Is this going to work for me? Is he going to come? Is, 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 is the money going to come? Is the boyfriend going to come? Am I going to be through you know, am I, am I, am I, when, 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 which is what everybody asks me on these readings. Is, am I going to get, and when is it going to happen? Am I going to get, and when is it going to happen? Who does that give the power to? You're creating all of it. All of it. So, you know, well, when do you see it? When do you see it? When do you see this for me? Well, when do you, when are you willing to accept it in your world? I could see it, but what I'm seeing is what's most dominant in your energy field if you don't change any of your thought processes or, or, or behavioral patterns at all. That's what a psychic sees. It's all just whatever you're putting out in your field. Not in your field, meaning whatever your dominant thoughts are. You're putting those dominant thoughts over and over and over again out onto the grid. So... That's a you know so that question what must I be know receive and perceive that lifts that 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 all of a sudden gives it space remember we talked about that a few weeks ago that space is what you're looking for when you say when is it going to happen what's going to happen to me when it's going to happen what's going to happen to me when it's, do you know how closed down you get you get like to a pinhead and when you say what must I be know receive and perceive to shift this you know how open it just opens you up to receive from every galaxy, every person, every expert, anything, anyone. Remember, you don't have to talk to an expert to receive the wisdom that they that they have within their own field. All you have to do is access the energy of the expert. So let's say you have a, quote, unsolvable problem that you can't think of. Let's say there's a, there's a, a person you're interested in, in dating or whatever, and they're, you know, you're in a stint. You can go ask, you can go and talk to your own angels and say, can you please communicate with the angels of that person? And can you give me direction on how to handle this? Is this something I let go? Is this something I should be taking seriously? What do I do? And talk to the, you can, and, and literally you can invite the energy of your angels, of guides, of, you know, certainly, you know, my opening the channel classes, we talk a lot of that, about all that, how to access all that kind of stuff. But for the sake of the show, you know, you can you can have access to so much more than just when is it going to happen and when is, you know, what's going to happen and when is it going to happen? Like it's somebody else's, like it's just, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, your destiny or something. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I think hopefully the audios are working. I don't know if they are, Sam, but we'll see. If not, we'll come back. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll start to take some of your questions. We'll talk a little bit more. I think I might have another tool. I have to look in my notes. And, um, and yeah, so if you'd like to call in and ask a question, you can do so at 347-215-9485. And if you're waiting on the lines, we will get back to you right after the break. So don't hang up. And we'll see you in a couple of minutes. I'm Mari. You're listening to the Yaha Moments Radio Show. We'll be right back. Step back 
in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by the Rock Girl of therockgirl.com. Are you living the life you are really meant to live? Soul Lifetimes Magazine is your online source for creating the life you truly desire. When you register for your free subscription at www.soullifetimes.com, you get access to a world of resources that will help you to get the answers you seek and inspire you to take charge of your world. Tap into your body, mind, and spirit with articles from some of the most well-known conscious thought leaders and teachers on metaphysics, soul talk, soulmate relationships, quantum healing, astrology, food for the soul, style, and more. When you join us to create a joyful lifestyle for a new way of being, you truly contribute to raising the consciousness of the world. Subscribe for free at www.soullifetimes.com and never miss an issue of this innovative and insightful digital magazine. Soul Lifetimes Magazine is about living happier, healthier lives full of purpose, joy, and abundance. Subscribe now for free at www.soullifetimes.com. We look forward to seeing you there. ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's Intuitive Living Oracle Cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the intuitive living cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. The answers are truly within your reach. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides, who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are. Receive insight on the core issues that need attention and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Work with Mari tab to get all of the details. 
There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. Hello, we're back. You're listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show. I'm Mari, and today we are talking all about breaking points and turning points. And is what you're potentially going through actually a turning point in disguise? So, um, one more point I wanted to make from from what we were talking about before the break, and then I'll start with some calls. And that is that this type of scenario where you're going through that, you know, sort of hard those seeming like hard, unsolvable situations, it's really a time of refinement. It's funny because it seems like Joel Olstein always is on the same topic as me. <laughs> and, you know, he, he could say that about me. Oh, she's always on the same topic as, as me. But uh, it's it's funny how we run in parallel a lot of times with the things that I'm going through and then I hear a show or something. And one of the things that um, he was talking about and that I talk about a lot too is how this, type of time is a time of refinement, you know, where you're really, all of your skills, even if you've been, you know, on this path for a long time and, you know, you're, you consider yourself to be an advanced light worker, I call them light beaters and all that, a lot of times you get pushed through the wire again because we're being refined, you know. The way that I would present myself, my show four years ago and say when I started and the way I presented today, it's two totally different things. My very first show, I had 30 pages of notes. I was hysterical. I was a wreck. And I was talking to nobody <laughs> Sam, except for Sam. And, you know, now I have a little page of some bullet points and I can go for, you know, I could probably go for hours and hours talking. You know, so it's, it's just a, a, you know, mileage and getting seasoned in life season and what you what's most important to you, season in your relationships, season in how you, you know, care for yourself, season in your finances. It's just seasoning. It's life seasoning. And trust me, if you want big things but you still have a chaotic life, not gonna happen. Like I always say, God will not deliver a million dollars into chaos. If you want that million dollars, you gotta get it together. You have to get disciplined. You have to say, you know what? I gotta hunker down and let the things that don't work break down get myself educated, and then build myself up. That's it. That's what has to happen. And discipline is a big part of it. So, okay, so we're going to leave that alone. Hopefully that's been helpful. Now we're going to turn to some readings. The number to call in is 347-215-9485. If you've been on hold, please stop vacuuming and feeding the dog and all that stuff and come back to the phone so that you will be here when I answer your call. Um, and also ask if you could just keep your questions specific and one question per person. A lot of, a lot of times I know that people are asking this, and oh, I don't really have a question, but I want to figure it out now. We don't have time. So just try to be as specific and uh, succinct as you can. And off we go. So the very first person with a question is Karen from Chicago. Hi, Karen. Hi. Hi, how are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? Um, Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I kind of had um, uh, something to mention about uh, the theme of your um, about your topic today. Um, last week, I well, yeah, about two weeks ago, um, I was at work and I had had enough 
the um, coordinator was treating me bad and the director was treating me bad. They were being unfair. And I grabbed my purse and I left. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I don't regret it. Yeah, I don't regret it. I know it's Good for you. Yeah, and I and I really, you know, I feel liberated, you know, because they were being completely unfair. They were being rude and um, just, just couldn't take it and told them, I'm not, I'm not coming back. <laughs> Good yeah, but, for uh, you. I've had that happen in my career, too, and it feels so good. When you can say no, I've had this with clients, too, where there's certain clients that just said, I'm sorry, I'm not working with you. I'm not done. I think, in fact, I was talking about that to someone else the other day at a dinner party. I was at, I said, you know, the biggest measure of success is not how much you can say yes, but when you can actually say no and say, I, I, I'm not doing this. I don't have to do this, and that's what you did. So congratulations. Good for you. What's your question? And- um, and then if you see anything new coming up. <laughs> um, I think you have to approach that the same way that you left is the same way you have to approach the new thing. So don't get scared now. You took a leap. Okay. You jumped off the cliff. You got to flap your wings. Okay. okay. <laughs> and don't. That same energy that you use, you need to channel now through your see yourself to the end of it. Don't abandon yourself mid-jump. So that means, yes, I understand it's scary. So are you going to have something coming up? Of course you are. Of course you are. You could, first of all, you wouldn't have left the job so abruptly if there wasn't something really close. That's one of the reasons why your energy was willing to do it. So your energy already knows there's something right around the corner. But do the, you know, do the legwork. And what I think your guides are telling me right now is that you need to do some journaling and some purging okay. of thought forms um, that, you know, because you felt really um, disempowered there. You felt violated. You felt betrayed. There was a lot of things. And I want you to just journal about it. That will get it out of your energy field without you getting locked into analysis of it. And that's okay. going to give way to... Um, the new opportunities are coming up. I'm hearing July. I really don't think it's going to be a long time. I just heard the word July. So they're saying July, you know, it looks like there's something. But you can pull that in even sooner with your good thoughts, you know, with your good focus. Because you're you're very powerful, very strong. So kudos to you. And I don't think you're going to be without, you know, support for long. But do the work. And most importantly, the way that you really prepare yourself to receive that new opportunity is to just do the legwork of, writing it out, writing about it, just and allowing it to to clear and move forward. Because a lot of times the anxiety of what you're anticipating, the unknown, the ambiguity of the unknown gets us so anxious that we start to perseverate on what we just went through. And it's not really that we need to perseverate on the story of what we just went through, but we're so scared of the unknown, this big open space that we created that we decide to fill it up with the old energy by concentrating and trying to, you know, tell the story over and over and over again and all that stuff. Don't do that. Right. Let yourself be in that empty place because that's the place where you're going to receive the new thing. You want to keep that place as, as empty as possible and you only want to fill it up with good, positive focus and taking a list of what you want in the next position and then allowing that to be true. So I hope that's helped. Yes. Yes, it does. Thank you so much. Okay, Thank right you so much. You're Put welcome. Have a great day. Okay. Um, next, we have Julia in Austin. Hi, Julia. Hi, Mari. Thank you for taking my call. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. Okay. 
<laughs> Doesn't sound um, like it. Uh, <laughs> Had to think about it a little bit. <laughs> I did. Let's do it. What's the question? Normal, normal girl stuff. That's why. Um, okay. So, <laughs> uh, I think I am going through the refinement that you're talking about right now. I am yeah. actually car shopping, and I know that I will get the car that I want. That's perfect for me. And um, I'm also uh, a little worried though about a monthly payment and financially how it's going to work out. I believe that I'm getting, you know, my private practice is picking up. I'm getting more clients. So I think that that's going to help, although I'm not sure it's going to be enough. And my credit's not that great, unfortunately, but I'm working on that as well. Um, (laughs) um, Is there anything that else I can be doing um, or anything maybe that I'm missing? Yeah. I wouldn't focus on all the things that you don't have to get the car. I would just feel yourself driving the car and being happy okay. about the car and looking back at this time and saying, wow, you know, it was real." But see yourself saying to your friend, and this is interesting, it's, a good, it's good you brought up the car thing. Yeah. So a lot of times in the old days when we were working on manifesting projects, we'd see ourselves driving the car and drive, you know, doing a test drive, going maybe to the deal and test driving, and you know, kind mm-hmm. of trying to will our way to getting it with visioning. You know, like okay, it's mm-hmm. kind of, I got to know every stitch of it, the leather and how the dashboard's going to look and all. But <laughs> what's really actually what really turns on the engines of creating that because really the car already exists, it's already on, yeah. you know, it already exists. And it's just a matter of you taking it from an energetic idea and thought form into a physical form of actualizing in your life. And the way that, one of the best ways to do that is to go past the getting of the car, the how you're going to get the car, the credit, the how you know how you're going to pay for the car, and going to you already have the car, and you just see yourself talking to a friend and saying, "Oh my gosh, I remember when I was sitting worrying about getting the car, and <laughs> now it's it's here, and you're both in the car." And maybe you're driving to, you know, happy hour or something. But the point is that that you have to get past all of your judgments because your mental mind, this is like what I was saying to um, the gal before in Karen, to Karen in Chicago, your mental mind is sitting with a with an open space, sitting with an open mm-hmm. space of ambiguity, right? So your mental mind doesn't like open space. Your energy loves it because that's where it knows yeah. that, oh, yeah. I can fill that empty space up with a car. But your mental mind is saying, oh, empty space, empty space. Okay, I wonder if you're going to get it. I oh, wonder if you're going to be able to afford it. I wonder if you get it and you're going to lose it. I'm going to repossess it. Well, you may not get it with the credit, but you've got to fix the credit. You know, you shouldn't have gotten that credit. Perfect. That's what your mental mind does. Uh-huh. Your energy says, oh, open space. Need a new car. Let's get her a new car. What does she want it to look like? Is she telling us what she wants it to feel, look like, what it needs, you know? And and let's, yeah. uh, let's configure that. So don't let your mental mind cannibalize your your manifestation of what it is you're desiring. But do okay. I see you getting the car? Yes, for sure. And, yeah. and you, you know, are you going to be able to afford it? Absolutely. Don't set yourself yeah. up not to afford it. And yeah, you I can't do that, you know? Okay, okay. And I've been test driving, and I actually have been loving the experience of being open. Yeah. And I think I, well, yeah. there's one that's number one right now that I absolutely love. I love the feel of it. I love everything about it right now. It has a moonroof. Yeah. I love having a moonroof. So anyway, I'm really, really loving that car yeah, right now. See that energy now? Here, here, wait, stop yeah. right there. And I want yeah. everyone listening to listen to what Julia just did. Did you hear <laughs> her 
get excited? Did you feel the excitement when she said moon? moon? <laughs> and and like the giddiness. That's the child. You know, the child, the inner child is the creator. It's the spark of all yeah. creation. When people ignore mm. their inner child, they literally shut down their inspiration. And so mm-hmm. you're letting your child play. You know, mm-hmm. the inner child is, is the one who's playing the the feminine energy, the divine feminine is the visionary, seeing you driving the car and seeing you feeling, you know, safe and whatever. And the masculine energy is how are we going to get it? How are we <laughs> going to get it? Okay? That, so, And we all have all three operating at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you honor that kid-like energy in you, that's the fuel that makes the whole rest of it happen. Okay. So okay. keep that up and stay in that yeah. energy and you'll have it before you know it. I hope that's how I got to jump to the next person. It has. It has. Thank you, Mari, so much. You are so welcome. Happy driving. (laughs) Okay. Now we have, um, what do we have here? We have Kim in Alberta. Is Kim still alive? Sam, I don't see her here. Oh, there she is. Hi, Kim. Hi, Mari. Oh, my goodness. Hi. Such a good call. You're just wonderful with all your information. So helpful. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> What's your question? Well, um, I don't know if I'm at the breaking point or turning point. I'm shifting a lot, but I'm you know, really worried about saving my home. And then when you were talking, like, for my animals and that, I, I sort of get ahead and then I go back, and it's really worrisome. When you were talking about receiving, um, I there I don't have any support in my life. The only thing I can think of with that is um, I haven't dated for ten years. Like maybe I sometimes think about dating, but I think my priority should be saving my house, so I shouldn't date. But uh, maybe I should be doing both. I don't know, and I just I'm just very confused. So. About if I can save my Let's home. Let's whittle and, this down. And, okay, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. Ask me the one question. Okay. That's really the, like the most, that's going to give you the most relief if you know the answer at the end of this call. Okay. Do do I have, can I get, do I have what it takes to save my home for me and my animals? Do you have what it takes to save your home in the animals? Well, that's not a good question. Do I can I make enough income to save my home and can I do it myself being single? Oh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, first okay. of all, you don't need you don't need a man to come in. First of all, you're not going to attract a man of the caliber that you want when you're in this state of doubting yourself so much, you know. Mhm. So that's a that's something that can get you kind of into a lot of trouble. And I know a lot of women think, okay, if I just had a man, I'm going to be able to get through this. But I can assure you that if you, you're thinking very myopically because you're scared, that's what fear does. Been there, done that, OMG, I get it. <laughs> um, when I When I was willing to be open to even the not – the happiest choices, but just to be open to consider them, all of a sudden the better choices showed up. You have, I think what you've done is you've kind of painted yourself into a corner and said, this is a no and that's a no and I couldn't do that and I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that and I couldn't do this. It does feel like you absolutely have what it takes to save your house. 
but mm. you might need some support and some help um, in ways that you may not normally think of or think that it's okay to do. Now, I'm not saying go be a stripper, and I'm not saying go rob a bank, okay? Uh, <laughs> you might be uh, saying border, because I've thought about borders, but I'm, I have a bit of fear of that. Yeah, yeah. You that might, could be you it. Might, that could be it. Um, I would, I would definitely expand your your mind, like we were talking about earlier in the call, and just instead of try, instead of like taking yourself off the pinhead and expanding yourself out to the size of the earth, and just asking for a contribution of wisdom from anybody who's ever been through this or anybody who can help to solve your problem. That's what I want you to do in your next meditation because I know you do that. I want you to just go and close your eyes, take a nice deep breath, and ask even your animals how can they contribute energy to the well-being of everybody in your human and animal family. Okay. Because your animals are contributing a lot. Yes, they they work with me. Um, they do work with me. They help me a lot. Yep. I know they do. Yep, they really mm-hmm. do. And my really home do. is where I do my business. It's where I dog sit, so I'm really... I don't even know what else I would do if I'm yeah. not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you know what? You need to create... I, I'm just getting, and I'm going to have to jump to the next person, but I'm just yeah. getting that you might want to create a different kind of a package for your dog sitting. It okay. feels like that is just... that That's where you're lacking is a little bit of marketing and the way you're pricing and packaging what you do. So... Okay. Take a closer look at that. That's what I'm getting for you. I'm, I'm going to have to jump, but I hope that that's helped a little bit. And I would and, definitely and just ask, just ask my angels to help me with that, like, or just yep. ask. Okay. Yep. Ask your business. How would you like to move forward? I've done that with my business, where I said I knew my business was going through a huge transition, you know, and I said, and I finally said, business, what is it that I can contribute to you for you to start to thrive? And then okay. all of a sudden, I got started getting a whole different set of ideas. Because the business okay. is a consciousness of its own. It's an entity of its own. Let it contri- tell you what it needs. Thank you so and much, Mari. You are so welcome, sweetie. Good luck with that. Call back in and let us know how it goes. Okay, let's do one more. Um, okay, we have Mia in Florida. Hi, Mia. We have about a minute, but I just wanted to be there. Hello. <laughs> Um, well, I, um, don't know what I'm going through. I'm usually healthy. I don't get sick. But the past week, I'm getting this flu-like symptom, cold, and it's, um, it's good and it's bad and good and bad, shifting back and forth. Um, I have no idea what I'm going through. Have you been doing any new meditating or any kind of new energy work or any kind of new... Yes. Yes, I yeah. have. I usually that's exactly what it is. Get, um, that's, I, I, and that's and those a purging. To me. Yeah, yeah, but that's because you started the new work. I started new work. Um, this is a couple of months ago, and I had, was working with one of my teachers, and he gave me some really, really intensive work, energy work to do. I started doing it, and I got vertigo out of nowhere. Had not had that before. You know, was dizzy and all kinds of things, and it was literally an energetic fix that had to happen, not a physical fix. I never went to a doctor for it, and it went away. So it feels like you, if you even, it felt like you were invoking some kind of new energy system, 
And that mm-hmm. in order for that energy system through your new meditating and all that to sort of settle in and help you to get further on to where you want to be, it's just purging. Mm-hmm. It's like a healing crisis. So I would, I'm not okay. saying don't go to a doctor how, or whatever, but it doesn't feel like... How long would it take the, um, this crisis? Uh, it's I been a week already. Long, yeah, yeah, that's not long. That's not long. Sometimes it really depends on if what I would do is just keep doing the energy work and the meditating work so that you can get on the other side of it and your body can get used to the new vibration. That's usually a vibrational shift. Again, mm-hmm. you want to go to your doctor, you want to make sure that you're okay physically, you know, in that sense. I wouldn't ignore medical advice. That's not ethical for me to say to ignore it, but from an energetic perspective, what you're describing is very... Um, normal for energetic shift because now we're a minute over the show and Sam's going to kill me. I have to get off the air. But I hope that's helped and I hope you feel better. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a great night. All right, everybody. We have come to the end of yet another AHA Moments radio show. So we will be here again next week, same time, same place. I have all kinds of new stuff I'm cooking up for everybody and to keep me happy too. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Um, In the meantime, you know my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it to. And in this new energy, anything is possible. We'll see you next week, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com That's A-H-A Moments with an S Inc.com Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments We can't wait to see you there.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.